Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of LA Film Podcast. I'm your co-host, Richard Lee, and here with me, as per usual, Kevin, Patrick, Tyler. And in this episode, again, we have a special guest. Ashley. Hey, guys, I'm back. <laughs> what? Well, we yeah. know we're posting this episode before the <laughs> second Oh shit! Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> Ashley's going to be a guest for the next two episodes, including this one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be posted in non chronological order, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing really matters. <laughs> yeah, time, time is all in your head. Um, but yeah, in this special episode, uh, we're actually introducing a working title segment called First and Last. So, and. This week's question is going to be posed by question, uh, by Kevin, where we're going to do a first and last question. All right. Oh, I'm going with it. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone, <laughs> but it really fits in with the theme of the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. It's okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's either A, the earliest memory that you can recall, or your earliest uh, cherished memory and the last question is, courtesy of Patrick, when was the last time you felt present in your life? Oh. Okay, I can take the helm on this one? Yeah. Maybe a bit of a long one. Uh, one of my earliest fond memories, and there's like a patch of vague things that happened. I can't put them in chronological order. So I'm going with the most interesting one. It was, I think it was sunset or evening in the winter i want to say i we, i was with my dad and brother we were on a bus trip up north i believe to washington this year great grandma or just somewhere i don't remember where i had no awareness of what our where were we were going but it's just the three of us on this big old bus we had stopped in like a redwood forest and so there was like a layer of fog beyond the trees and you couldn't see anything past it and it's like oh this is pretty cool and then we got the bus stopped at a bar, and so our dad, my dad, took me and my brother into the bar. And I think he sat me on the bar with some nice ladies who watched after me. And there was a little crypt keeper, like biology, whatever test, like you hold it and it shocks your hand or vibrates fast. And I had the little crypt keeper guy on top of it, and he's like cackling, and I was really scared of it. And yeah, that was a big. I just remember that, like, yeah, being scared of the crypt keeper little guy up there, and then that's where the memory ends. And nothing beyond that. What about the uh, the last time you felt present? Uh, last time I felt present, oh, that's a hard one. Uh, Do you not feel present in your everyday life? Right now. How do you feel truly <laughs> present? Uh, I, I got another, this is more of a sad one. <laughs> but this is because of the situation. I was being very focused on being present. But I have an uncle who was recently diagnosed with a terminal illness and I think within the last I think it was about a month ago now we had finally gone to see him for the first time since the diagnosis because of the quarantine and I remember sitting there with him and he had his grandchild and I was trying to be very present without getting too teared up or too emotional like ruining the mood and yeah we're just sitting on the couch and he's just he's a little upset but he's like yeah he's playing with his grandchild and we're watching I think a football game but yeah that was the last time I was trying real hard to be present Hmm. I got you. I got you. First memory. I can't really... Do you ever have memories hit you, like, out of nowhere? 
Like you just be doing something random in your daily life, and then you remember something from like that you've always remembered, but it, like you just remembered it again for the first time in like ten years. Does that make sense? Yeah. That happens to me all the time. So like as we you guys are talking about this, I had one just hit me. It's like. First, it was my sister's first birthday, and me and my sister are three years apart, so I was four years old. And I remember, like, her, like, sitting in, like, her little, like, whatever they call it, like, that baby sit in when they eat, and, like, her blowing out the candles. But then I thought of, I remember, like, Christmas, it must have, I could have been, like, five or six, but I was, like, super into basketball, and I asked for a Barbie. I wanted a basketball Barbie. And I remember, like, like my dad and his friends, like, not in a bad way at all, but, like, they, like, through my whole life, always would just, like, talk shit and, like, you know, like, banter. And, like, I remember them all just, like, giving me shit. Like, you want a, you want a Barbie? Like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I want a basketball Barbie. Like, and I got a Sonics basketball Barbie for Christmas that year. <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> I don't have any more. I wish I had it. I swear to God, you'd ask my mom and my dad to ask for a Barbie. Wow. I love that. Yeah, that was the perfect hybrid of, like, Barbie for your sister. You want to play with her, but also basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, what about the last time that you felt present in your life? Like, and I guess I should rephrase this, like, or at least like define it a bit more. Like for me being present, the way that I can tell that I'm being present is like, I kind of like zoom out a bit. It's weird to explain, Yeah. but I kind of like, like everything becomes like a bit like slow motion and it's really weird, but I'm like, Whoa, I'm experiencing this you moment like right now. You like take in like every aspect. Mm-hmm. I feel like I try to do that a lot, but it's hard to do that because you think about like outside the work, school, whatever relationships and, but I can recall like the last time I felt like I was like truly like present and just being like taking everything in. I was, uh, two years ago, I went to Canada with my mm-hmm. stepdad for like a snowboard trip and we went to Banff, which is like one of like the most beautiful areas in the world. And, um, the snow there's amazing and we were like at the top of a mountain in Banff like off the ski lift and you I could just see like mountains for like ever and they're just like massive and I was just like sitting down like waiting to go down the mountain I'm like wow like where am I right now this is crazy <laughs> and I just like sat there for like five minutes and we just me and my set that boat just sat there and just like looked we weren't even talking just like checking out the scene we're like what the f- what are we look like we were like on level with the clouds that's insane. Wow. Yeah, so that's the last time I could think of something like that. That was the first thing that came to my head. Okay, so <laughs> my earliest memory, I'm going to go with the snow globe situation. I was like five years old and my grandma like gave me like this really beautiful snow globe and it had like a little angel in it and like angels are like very like symbolic for her. She like loves them. And I just remember holding it and, like, admiring it, and I, like, dropped it, and the glitter and the water and everything was just, like, everywhere, and I felt so sad that I, like, destroyed this beautiful thing that my grandma gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she said, like, it didn't matter, because, like, you know, she gave it to me, so, yeah. That's so sweet. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, even though it was, like, it seems like even though it was, like, kind of sad and at first, like, it seems like the end result of it is much more valuable than the snow globe itself. Like your grandma, like loved you. Yeah. And like, just like that, that object was nothing to her compared to you. Yeah. That's great. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, what about the last time that you felt present? Okay, so the last time I felt present um, was probably Camp Flogna. It's, like, literally, like, my most, like, cherished Damn. and, like, amazing memory that I have. Um, I saw Kids See Ghost and just, I don't know, like, that entire set and just their performance was, like, so, like... It, like, literally filled my soul, and I was just dancing, and I feel like it was, like, just, like, the happiest I'd ever been because I didn't care, and just, I was, like, in the mo- in the moment, and I don't know, it just felt like nothing really mattered, just, like, being there was enough, and you can, like, literally feel everyone's, like, love, and it was just, like, so, like, inviting, and I kind of, like, crave that feeling every time I go to a show or a festival or anywhere. Wow. So, yeah. Dang, I've always wanted to go to Camp Vlog now, too. It's I'm a big, odd future <laughs> Sounded like a very sobering experience. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Richie? What was, what's like, uh, you know, yeah. Um, what was the question? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the earliest memory I've cherished or remembered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, I do remember being a really bad kid. Uh, I remember getting to, I, I, th- I think my grandpa took me somewhere to like one of his friend's house or something so he can go drink and whatnot. He just brought me along with him. I just remember like fighting with like this little girl or whatever. I think I was like two or three years old and she, we were like pulling on each other's hair or something. We we're just like in, the, in a fight or something like that. I don't remember if it was a dream or it was an actual memory. But I just remember, like, the pain of, like, getting my hair pulled and whatnot. Like, we're really fighting. But it's just like my grandpa's doing nothing. Like, no one's doing anything. <laughs> so it's just like, is this a memory of your dream? Did it really happen? Um, yeah, I remember, like, I feel like it's one of my earlier memories. Just because I can't tell if it was imagined or if it really happened. But I feel like it did happen. Because I'm a bad kid. Um, <laughs> But uh, in terms of being present, um, dang, I don't know. Like, uh, can you kind of elaborate more on that? I'm not entirely sure. Like, the feeling of being present. Like, um, basically, uh, when you recognize that this is going to be a memory that stays with you for the rest of your life. Okay. Um, as you're experiencing it, like you're cognizant of time passing. But also you're content with it because you're living your life the way that you truly envisioned it. Okay, I think I remember now. Um, it was like many, many years ago. Doesn't feel like it, <laughs> but uh, I, I was in a fraternity at Sac State like a while ago when I first started, like um, maybe my second or third year into college, and um, yeah, I was in a fraternity called uh, Alpha Phi Omega. Kappa Sigma. Like, I was really into that whole life. It was a co-ed service fraternity. So it was uh, guys and girls. Um, I attended, like, this... It was almost like ball, like going to ball, you know? You, like, you go to, like, a dance and whatnot. And then, um, like, you have your own class. I was a part of, like, this class called Z class. And our mascot was the Green Lantern, (laughs) which is kind of cool. Um... Yeah, I remember going there, and we had, like, one of those awards where everyone kind of gets an award. Like, you know, there's, like, the, the most, the funniest person or the most, like, 
fashionable looking person or like you know they had awards like that and i remember sitting there and like not really like i was just like enjoying life like i i just knew so many people had so many friends and then uh, i ended up getting the reward for like most charming out of everybody it was like out of like 100 people and i'm like what everyone thought of me like that like i just just didn't think of it like that i was like 20 years old and i was like really free and i was free of like insecurity like, i didn't think of what anybody thought of me and um i i just yeah i just had a lot of friends back then and i loved it so much like i didn't i just didn't think of what anyone really cared about me like i truly did not and the fact that i uh you know i was voted that made uh, me look at myself very differently like wow um i never looked at myself like that or thought about my own actions but um yeah i felt like looking back on that now i'm a bit more different but i feel like i can still be that person it's just like the environment and who i'm with you know can really showcase like who i can be right now you know mm-hmm. so yeah, that was like the best time. Like that was the best time I've ever had in my life. My whole life was that time. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Kevin? Um. I mean, I have. God, I have like a lot of early memories that like come flooding back to me. Like how Tyler mentioned earlier, where you know you hear people's own recollections, and then they come back to you. The um, earliest memory that I can legitimately recall is is uh having water pour over me in the shower and i remember like looking up into the actual faucet itself and just feeling like the warmth like flow over me and it was like one of the most incredible experiences that i can recall from those early years and this was like even before i was in kindergarten but the most cherished memory that i have um while when I was younger that I can actually recall in detail was when I was in T-ball. Um, I didn't really, I, I've never really cared for sports in my life. Um, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed like playing them with, with my friends, but I've never really saw it. I've never really seen it, um, in like a competitive nature. And I remember, um, everyone was so invested in like this little T-ball game and I was out in left field, not paying attention to anyone. I didn't have a care in the world. And I was just out in the field picking flowers. And I don't know. I love that. It's like just being so enamored with the beauty of the world that you don't really care about anything else. And the last time that I felt truly present, Richie, you were actually there. Um, it was uh, when I was moving out of my old apartment. It was like... I knew that like the day was coming and I knew that I had to make a decision soon. And, uh, I remember like you and Kaylee came over and we like made food and like, we just stayed up like really late, like listening to music and like talking and stuff. And at this time it had just been a thought in my head of like, Hey, this chapter is coming to a close. And I remember like we were pretty intoxicated, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I, I legitimately felt like it felt as if like a camera zoom had like just zoomed out a bit and I had seen myself there and I like looked at you and I looked at Kaylee and I listened to like gold dust by duster was playing in the background. And I was like, this is the end of like, I mean, this is something that I've always wanted in my life to be able to have like a home 
where I can be around people that I love, doing things that I love. And then um, it's coming to an end. And it was very disheartening for me. But at the same time, I really cherished it because I kept reminding myself that this isn't the end, that you will have this again soon. Oh, that was very beautiful. Yeah. And here's to hoping that, like, we can still have, you know, those same memories again or, like, something similar, like, we can move on and still repeat that cycle again, right? Also, I don't know why, when you're telling the T-ball story, I kind of thought of the little kid from Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That was me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> me and my sister. <laughs> But yeah, um, for those of you listening, this is a very special episode because we're trying out like new segments and, you know, our first and last segment. And, um, and also we're going to have another segment in which we're going to read out loud um, feedback we actually got from our listeners. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to share that with everybody. Um, so our first listener is from Pete. And the subject line is from our episode of The Square. And Pete says, Hey guys, I had fun listening to the episode. The PS5 bit at the beginning was pretty funny. I was ready for some top-tier cringe talking about your soulmate of the week after Richard met her. Very much a relief (laughs) to hear the twist. I really like the focus of the sound use in the movie. I didn't think about that when we reviewed it. The sound was super impactful in retrospect. If you want to enjoy another movie making fun of pretentious art world, give Murder Party a watch. It's way different in tone. It's a goofy, dark comedy done by the same team who did Blue Ruin and Green Room. I have a hard time being able to tell you guys apart sometimes. I want to get to know the different characters on the podcast, and it is difficult to differentiate. You guys are all pretty soft-spoken, and you don't use each other's names that often through the show, so I only know Richard apart from the rest. That's his voice and cadence. He's so charming. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, no wonder why he won the award, right? Sorry, yeah, don't make me blush. <laughs> but um, as his voice and cadence is different enough from the rest to notice easily, also one question I had is on how the movies are chosen and what's their rating scale? 1 through 10 and 1 through 5? I really like your insights and we'll keep listening. Keep at it. Pete from Middle Class Film Class. And for those of you who don't, who, I mean, Pete has his own podcast, which that's the name of it. So you should definitely go and check that out. And thank you so much, Pete, for writing into us. That means a lot to us. Uh, we love hearing feedback from everyone. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pete, for the uh, feedback about my voice and how, you know, soft nice it was and it's really good about it and you know um i already know so much about my own voice can't stop listening to the podcast no i'm just kidding um <laughs> i talk too much but um in terms of the feedback i really appreciate like you said uh, kevin the, the feedback that pete had given us because that is the first um emailer that we've gotten besides like some random spam or something. Oh yeah, or something, yeah we get right? like bot spam and we get excited. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's like the first legitimate, like I feel like really good critique that I felt like we all needed, and um, 
it made me want to shut the hell up and let everybody else talk. So, you know, you know, I just want to say like, Kevin, you're like the, the writer and like the, the sound engineer of our podcast. And, and, and Patrick is like the, the sound editor. He does so much of the, like the important stuff for our podcast. And, and Tyler does like, you know, the, the hosting and engineering <laughs> here. And I'm just here to ride the coattails off of everybody else. So thank you all i can provide is my voice so we're like voltron <laughs> yeah exactly and our guests are like the actual like shining part of it all thanks kevin <laughs> thank you everybody and um, uh to, yeah. to to answer pete's question about how the movies are picked um we go on a rotation schedule uh we try to do it i mean because for those of you who don't know um or for those of you who are just tuning in uh we started this uh this is kind of like book club, but for movies over the, I want to say like a few months into quarantine where we would uh, chat over uh, Google Hangouts after we all decided on what movie we wanted to watch and would just discuss it. And um, I personally like to think of this podcast as like coming out of a movie theater after you just watch something with all your friends and you're just kind of standing outside of the doorway uh, not noticing time pass by, but you're just all like just so pumped on the movie and like talking about it, you know? And, um, so yeah, eventually we decided that we wanted to start recording these and we go on a rotation where each week one of us picks a movie and you know, that we haven't seen or that we have seen before. And then, uh, we all discuss it of course. And then afterwards it goes to the next person. And then usually around the, uh, uh, after we've all done one rotation, we have a guest come on and then they bring, or they decide to pick a movie for us to watch. And then we all discuss it as well. I like that though, because I feel like we all have very different tastes, super different. Like for me, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm the outlier of you three. No, we're, like, we're all outliers. <laughs> no, but you guys like all discovered this, these like great films yourselves in like, not, I have great memories of watching movies because, like, like, that's, like, like my dad and I, that's, like, our thing. Like, we literally, like, I haven't seen him nearly as much since uh, coronavirus, and I think it that's the reason why, because we can't go see movies. Um, and we, I mean, we still hang out, but, um, like, so I'm always used to seeing, you know, American-made films in a theater, so it's, like, a Hollywood-style film, and, like, going to Sac State and Pomo and all these other people showing us like in the mood for love. Like that would be Ooh. like that. Once I watched in the mood for love, like my whole like perspective changed and I wanted to like find like more movies like that and foreign, like, you know, films around the world. And, um, I don't know, like, it's just cool. Cause you guys have introduced me to a lot of awesome movies that I never would have found. I would have never even gave them the light of the day just because my brain and mind is so conditioned to a certain type of movie. Mm-hmm. Even after going to school and, and still doing this podcast, you know, sometimes I still have trouble. Not like, I'm not like, Oh, screw this movie. But I'm just like, I'm so used to a certain type of movie. I think everyone is depending on what you watch, you know, that's really well said, Tyler. Wow. <laughs> you kind of like summed it all up. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, in the pod. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that you said, Tyler. Like, it made sense that even my myself, like, I had my own specific type of films that I watch, and like you, like sometimes, yeah, it is hard to kind of 
see those films, like other people's films outside of yourself. You're wondering like, okay, why is this person picking this film? And like, what I like it. Um, I'm so used to like very specific <laughs> films yeah. that I like for myself. It's like a sense of like vulnerability too. Cause it's, yeah. I feel like now we're getting like, obviously like we've all been friends for a while now, but like, I feel like at the start, like I was true. I was kind of choosing films that like, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I got you something that I would like, but like, I want them to like it too. So I'm like trying to do my research and stuff, yeah. but now I'm just like, whatever, you know, <laughs> not, not like screw you guys, but like, it's just more comfortable now. It's like Russian roulette movies. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm mad at you guys. I'm going to make you sit yeah. through like a four hour long. <laughs> <piece>. Das boot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But um, should I read the? I'm gonna read the other emailer that we had. Oh, we have um, another one. Uh, because uh, I'm uh, uh, Patrick. Yes. Wanted to find a certain film that we mentioned in our uh, last episode for the square, mm-hmm. I believe. And, uh, the oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Patrick. It was Pete again, wasn't it? I yeah, Pete. Pete coming in clutch. Yeah, yeah Pete. So yeah, so he said, uh, when you guys were looking for a '90s or 2000s movie, where the HOA. I don't know what HOA means. Homeowners Association. Oh yeah. Okay. Turns out to be some amogulous blob. I have a few ideas. One of them is Society, nineteen eighty nine, where his family is definitely upper crust, and there's a morphing, evolving blob at the end in the shunting scene that is absolutely bananas. And he gives a link to the scene. He said, "Let me know if that's the one. It's a crazy ass movie. It may be one that will we tackle on our show, but so far, no plans for it." <laughs> so again. Pete from Middle Class Film Class. If you guys are listening for the first time, definitely check out their podcast as well. Definitely consider them part of our film peers. And thank you again for emailing us and letting us know. And Patrick, will you confirm if that's the movie that you're looking for? That is the exact movie I was thinking about. But there's like a little side story of... I had only seen, I think, stills of the blob at the end of like the thing like Alien, of like all the homeowners together. And I saw like a log line about like this young kid moves into the Beverly Hills and he feels excluded. And it turns out he's excluded because the whatever is a, a, a literally a hive mind alien that like, it's like pseudo orgy visuals as well. And I thought it was like, it's deep. I thought it was like a deep commentary on society, like a Verhoeven movie or something. <laughs> I was like, wow, that looks really good. And I forgot the name completely. And so it is the right movie. But when I watched that trailer, like, the mystique was gone. Like, this film I thought existed ceased existing. And there's, like, a new film where, like, his stepsister's in the shower. And I was like, oh, man, I feel like a... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I feel like a, like a complete idiot for, like, recommending someone find this for me. <laughs> but thank you, Pete, for Beat Pete, the Pat. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Ooh. I want to send you a... It sounds a like de- a rap group. Yeah, it does. Beat the Pat. I want to send you a Dead Meat episode of that one, a Dead Meat channel, which is they review um, all these horror films that chronicle the um, all the kills that happen in the movie. But they do really great commentary, like really hilarious commentary and behind the scenes and trivia knowledge in those films. And they're really great, like 20, 30 minute episodes. So like, I feel like you would like the society episode they did on that one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then do we, did we have another comment, Kevin, or? About, um, from the uh, email area. Oh, from the that, email that all that we uh, had? I think that, uh, did we oh, have a oh, comment yeah. uh, from, uh, Instagram? Yeah. Yash? Oh, um, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yash said that he really enjoyed, oh, Yash, if you're listening, I love you. And, Shouts out. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, he said that he was listening to the Batman versus Superman episode on the oh, way to nice. work. 
And then um, I also got another comment for someone where they were saying that they really enjoyed all of the like uh, the variety of perspectives that we had on that episode too, because there was a lot of uh, that was I think that was our longest episode. That was damn near a three hour podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That was like our ultimate cut. Or it was way too long. Three <laughs> hours? Yeah, it was like almost as long as the movie. We could have had a ten hour podcast on yeah. that. Ashley, you, you didn't listen to every podcast before. Oh yeah, my god! Wait, don't attack me. That was okay. <laughs> That was the one I specifically skipped. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ricky's over here crumbling. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ashley is no longer my friend. No, I told Ricky though. I, that was fun, like talking about a superhero movie. Yeah, it was fun. Of course it was fun. Everyone liked it, right? When, when Pat and I are, like, usually, like, editing the episodes and, like, posting them and stuff, we always talk about, like, how they went. And, like, we, we've come to the conclusion that, like, the more divisive the episode is, the better it is. And that one was our most divisive one. It was divisive. Everyone gave it a positive review, right? I think I was, like, I think I was floating around two. I gave it a 2.5. Maybe I will check it out. <laughs> yeah, I remember everyone's ratings. <laughs> you like wrote them down. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this for next time. <laughs> when you pick a movie. <laughs> but no, uh, I thought that episode was really fun. Um, I yeah, I mean, I purposely picked that movie because I knew it was gonna be divisive, and I knew that it was gonna have. It was gonna spark a really fun conversation. So. You know, I don't. I don't always pick movies because I know everyone's gonna like them. I just do it because I think it's fun, and um, I know that more people out there probably have opinions about it. And I want to get more people listening. And and for me personally, I just love the movie, so I, that's why I picked mm-hmm. it. So it doesn't matter if everyone else doesn't, right? <laughs> I think that that's the. I really like that about our about the way that we do this too. It's like like Tyler was mentioning earlier, like uh, when we first started it. Um, having to decide what movie we're going to watch because it's like, oh, I want everyone else to watch it. Like, I definitely had this, those same exact worries and everything, and I still do from time to time. And I, I've i reached a point with, like, all of you and, like, to where I'm okay with having conflicting compi- conflicting opinions because it just makes me appreciate your indiv- your individuality all the more. It's like, that's why I'm friends with you guys because you actually say how you feel and what's on your mind and you don't try to filter it because I don't know, it's, there's something very inauthentic when people do that. Mm -hmm. And it makes me appreciate those small bits about each and every one of you all the more. Yeah. Cause when you're here, you can't escape. (laughs) (laughs) This this just turned into a Jordan Peele movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Like, it tells us more about you as a person and like what you like and what your taste in films are and how you are as a person. It it gives me a better view of, um, who you are. So I know if I was a listener and like, I was you know listening to our episodes, like everyone's giving it like a four, 4.5, like, like hovering in that. I'd be like, Oh, all right. Like, what if I didn't like the movie? Like, I want to hear the one who's shit talking it just like completely. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I feel like we usually have one person who's always, like, a little lower than everyone else. Yeah, that's me. Everyone can hate me. It's cool. 
I'll take you just, it. You just win us back with that award-winning charm. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think though, Pat. Pat. Not like Pat is the most ruthless, but in the best way. Pat doesn't care. Like I feel like I'll be more filtered sometimes. Like I'll pretty much say what I think, but like Pat has no shame, and I love that. <laughs> Like when we had Kaylee on, that was awesome. It was so fun to have Kaylee on because, mm-hmm. like, you cut like I wouldn't say you like bashed it, but like you were had no shame in like pointing out every single flaw. And I was like, thank you, Pat, because I didn't have the courage to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that on the pod. That's on record on that episode as well. So I think we're all on that. Didn't just come out just now. <laughs> I was ready to die on that hill. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> I'll die with you, brother. <laughs> like, Ashley, how do you feel about that when you listen to podcasts? Like, um, do you appreciate, like, uh, I mean, how do you feel about opinions and stuff on, like, certain topics? I love them. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like it's really, like, great to have, like, different opinions and different, like, perspectives on things because not everyone is going to like the same things. And if you do say that you all like the same things, someone's lying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. Just like, like people pleasing is like a big issue. I feel like Mm -hmm. so. That's why we had to scrap our Disney star Wars episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone hated them. (laughs) Everyone loved them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a vendetta against Disney, Patch? No, we got to go to Disneyland. I had a great time. That's right. <laughs> are you guys fans of the prequels? Oh, that's disgusting. The prequels? Are you talking yes. about... Um, Phantom Menace? Like Lion King? <laughs> I love Revenge of the Sith. I'm, uh, that's prob- that may be my favorite Star Wars movie, actually. It's not fair because we were... I was like the perfect age for it. So no matter what, I like it. Even if... Yeah, I'm just Star Wars. Now. I'm, I'm there. Like opening night I'm there or the next night or the next night <laughs> but definitely so, that night or the next night like, I can't wait any longer right on the Monday I follow too many Star Wars hashtags on Instagram I'm gonna get spoiled <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna come out with it I've never seen the second or the third episode wait, oh what, what? <laughs> Don't tell anyone. That. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces of a uh, of Attack of the Clones. Okay, you don't you don't need to watch Attack of the Clones, but for sure watch the third three. one. That's, that's Anakin literally turning into Darth Vader. I, I, I've seen I've seen like it's the darkest Star Wars movie there is. Hold on, Kevin, you need to watch Attack, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to see a? Uh, uh, Django Fett's head get cut off. I was gonna say Mace Ooh. Windu gets over. You need to yeah. watch that just for Mace Windu. <laughs> and also, uh, Anakin and Padme. You know they kindle that whole love. Wait, that is that the one where they awesome. talk about sand? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. that's great. It's like the Notebook, but Star Wars. <laughs> There's a great battle scene. You know, all the Jedi's and you know the clones. <laughs> they're just going at it, right? Like, yeah, they were like yeah. in the arena and whatnot. The right? entire cool. yes. <laughs> There's a lot of flashing lights and bells and whistles. What's not the love, Kevin? And Mace Windu's got a purple saber, bro. It's purple. It's not blue or green. It's purple. That's the first purple saber ever to appear, right? I think so. Uh, You know, I've played Battlefront (laughs) 1 and 2. I think I get the gist of it. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. (laughs) 
Kevin, you lived it. I lived it, yeah. yeah. I, I was there. I was on the front lines. I had my assault rifle, and I died because of a thermal detonator multiple mm. times. Okay, but Taika Waititi has a great episode like that he directs for The Mandalorian, and it's like a total like spoof <laughs> on... Uh, Stormtroopers and like how bad their aim is. And <laughs> it's, it's it's like one of the best episodes. Okay. So I know so, you don't want to support that Disney shit. Who are you talking to? Oh, you know who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> are you referencing the audience? <laughs> yes, you audience. I, I came across something recently where somebody was talking about how uh, Yoda or Baby Yoda is like the uh, the geeks version of Minions. Oh mm. my god! <laughs> Wait, I thought Baby Yoda was like the the new face of Disney, like uh, like Mickey Mouse was or something. Yeah, I never dude, their thought about it. Expiring, yeah. right? I never <laughs> thought about it like that. No, You're it's probably like, right. It's like the Gremlins too, <laughs> but without <laughs> without the awareness. <laughs> well, they're trying to sell the little Mogwai face. Baby Yoda is literally that. <laughs> okay, wait. Who here watches The Mandalorian? I'm the only one. We already decided this earlier. Yeah, I'm the nerd here, or the lame (laughs) Disney supporting nerd. (laughs) Wait, so. I'm so stupid. (laughs) Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Tyler, you're just a cog in the machine, man. Damn, Pat. Fuck that one. That It's not my. I don't pay for the subscription. It's my uncle's. <laughs> okay, I got burnt out by Disney. Like, no, like it's, hardcore. Yeah. Like when I had to go there like multiple times a year, it just killed me. It killed all my all my like childhood. Fascination with Disneyland it. multiple times a year. Yeah, I was like with. I was date at the time. I was dating someone who was really really into it like listening to podcasts about disneyland level of like fascination how old were you like 12 no i was was in my senior no i was in i was in community college you had a girlfriend you had a girlfriend at 12 (laughs) but i don't know like something about like standing in the really long lines and seeing just the capitalistic notion of it all it's really you should have used a fast pass yeah. You know, I did. I did use a fast pass, but, like, I don't know, like... Then you feel like a class trader, and you see you're the former you in line, and you're cutting past yourself. <laughs> Damn, Pat, you did not have to go there. <laughs> Pat's dropping bombs right now. Wait, everyone here has gone to Disneyland before? No, I've never been. Okay, see? I've been. See, I haven't. Pat, I've been once. I used to have an annual pass. I had one, too, so I get it. <laughs> Actually, I've been twice. Um, Disneyland's cool. Standing in lines isn't. (laughs) Someone should put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. See, at least, you know, we get it, right, Pat? I'm not bashing the older movies that I grew up with, though, because, you know... know. Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Oh, I don't know about the second one. Kevin, Kevin, stop. <laughs> Dude, okay, let I've me... i burned the bridge with Richie and Tyler already. I can't do it with you, Kevin. Pat is murdering everyone right now. Me? Okay, you have no idea how much hype was no, built up. No, we're on a team. The hype was built up for me for the third one. And I got it, and it was just hot garbage. Oh, yeah. And it just killed every... 
aspect of my being. But playing the first one, like when it first came out, like seeing it on a Toonami, like the review for it, ooh shit, like. We're going, t- we're going like full nerd podcast. <laughs> I know, like we aren't even talking about the no, movie. Whatsoever. I love it. We have Ashley here, and she's just sitting there looking. at us like these fucking dweebs. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> My most favorite underappreciated Disney movie, Treasure Planet. For yes, Ooh. damn like, that one. Yes. Yo, is is Titan AE? I was just Disney? thinking about that one. Is Matt that Damon? Disney? I, I think it is it. I don't it know, seems like it would be right. It was a tsunami show, I think. No, no, movie, no, no, that was that. I remember there was a specific uh, image of it where they're like running off the side of a ship mm-hmm. or something yeah. like a spaceship or something like that. That's definitely Googleable. That's the one with Matt Damon and uh, Drew Barrymore, right? Tiny After Earth. I remember. It's been a was Atlantis a Disney movie? Yes, it I was. Yes, it was. Okay, I, w- I actually fine, just watched that recently. Really? Like two months ago. Abby, Abby showed me that. Oh, shoot. she's like, you've never seen this? I'm like, oh, no. What? <laughs> And I was really, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> um, Titan, yep. no, Titan's Titan 20th Damon. Century Fox. So Disney now. Oh yeah, it is Disney now. Disney but, owns everything. Yeah. They bought 20th Century, right? So yes. what are you guys on right now? That was a topic. What's your new... What are we on? Ashley, what are you on right now? Queen's Gambit, baby. <laughs> like, pew, pew, pew. I'm obsessed yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy? Yes. So um what about Queen's Gambit? Like you feel like why why should everyone watch it? I feel like the writing's really strong, the art directions and like the way it's filmed is really beautiful and what really appealed to me is like the main character, um what was her name again? Sorry. Anya okay. Taylor Joy. Anya okay. Taylor Joy. Yeah. <laughs> um she's I feel like she's like written like a man, like she like she isn't written to be, like, shy or, like, very, like, how a woman is typically written in, like, Hollywood. Like, they literally wrote her as just, like, a human being, which I really appreciate. And she's just, like, super badass, and I really enjoyed it. You guys should watch it. Well, it's especially concerning the fact it's a, a period piece, right? So it's, yeah, like a different I, time. Mm-hmm. I believe it was in, like... Or it takes place in the 50s and it's just basically how she's like a genius at chess and basically her upbringing and i believe it's based on a true story off of three women who were playing chess wow. okay. yeah hmm. so it's like loosely based on that and what is that on it's on netflix, netflix. yeah <laughs> oh we don't support netflix i'm just kidding <laughs> i haven't i have subscriptions no, that's not, I think that's at the top of my list, Queen's Gambit, right now. But I just finished Mr. Robot, which you can all stream all four seasons. Only four seasons. That's how you know a show is good. They ended on four season, I feel like. You know, most shows, they take it way too far. Mm-hmm. Look at Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> like what, season 30? Season 25? <laughs> Or like friends, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, Mr. Robot's great. Mr. Robot's great. All four seasons are on Prime. It's like great cinematography. Sam Esmail, like a lot of like lower third shots, like from like a like a lower perspective. Rami Malek's great. It like encapsulates anxiety, like insane. 
like I've never really like I don't know experienced a lot of anxiety but I feel like that show uh, has definitely put that on me for sure <laughs> it's uh it's on Amazon Prime right yeah Amazon okay. Prime okay and the music every like so like I love their intro like they always do like a cool little intro and then like mm-hmm. drop like the Mr. Robot like text box right like on the whole frame and then just like they're it's always a new song every time that plays like right when that text oh, drops yeah. and they have like great music choice like i found so many uh so many good songs and artists through that show like alabama shakes i found alabama shakes through that through that uh show which is a great band that you should check out sounding mm-hmm. color great song i think when i was a student professor stark had some of those stills from the show how long has it been out i think it's probably the first season was like 2014 i want to say is the earliest yeah, yeah, so definitely, definitely been in college uh do they do do they keep that motif of the wide headspace yeah absolutely the whole the show whole show, the okay. whole show. Okay. like it'll be like rami malik like this is the frame you know he's in like the bottom left and you just see like bottom left quadrant of the thirds mm-hmm. and then just a bunch of yeah headspace it's just a you, it's a different perspective than what I'm used to, at least. That's all I know about the show. So I was like, did they keep that up? It's good to hear they do. Yeah, I did see um, Sam. And it's on. It was on USA. It oh was, yeah, it was. It, yeah. it aired on in, for cable. It was on USA Network, which is just mm-hmm. random. Yeah. I don't know. I just know them from like CSI. I'm like, how did they like, get that show? Like, Netflix <laughs> or somebody else should have picked that up because it's such a good show. But didn't they have Monk? I think so. Yeah. That was the, yeah, that was good. I saw his uh, Sam Esmail's other film, or his film called Comet. Um, it was on Netflix. That was like the first time I had like interaction with like that creator's work called Comet. It had Justin Long in it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. They have like an episode in like the third season where it's like a f- each episode's at least 48, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the whole episode is one shot. Like, uh, what's that Hollywood movie that just came out? The horror movie. 1917? Yeah, 1917. But it's it's way better than that. It's it's amazing. One long take. um, And it's very hacker-oriented. And everything they do with hacking is 100%, like, legit. Um, I have a friend who, like, works for some company in the Bay Area. And he, like, his, like, their higher-ups were, like... I don't know. I guess they like confirmed what whatever that they're like doing in Mr. Robot is like legit hacking. Mm-hmm. I have I don't know how to do any of that, but that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> Take now, that for a grain of salt. Now comes our sponsor for VPN. <laughs> how to protect yourself? I just finished uh, the greatest TV show of all time, The Sopranos. Mm. Okay. That's on my list. That's been on my greatest li- of all time. Really? Yes. That's it's- been on my list for years, and I'm so surprised that you, of all people, said that's the best of all time. Like I'm talking like I got Goodfellas right there. I know. <laughs> no, it- I've been meaning to watch. Oh my it. god, I watched that last night. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. That's- god, that's but a goat. It it is literally one of the greatest character studies ever created in the history of cinema and like television. And storytelling. How did you like the ending? Because I already know how it ends. I loved the ending. It was the perfect way to do it because... 
See, oh, man, I wish I could. This no is going to turn. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. See, I hate the ending, but I haven't watched the show. No, the end. See, if you. If, <laughs> somebody spoiled yeah, it too. for me. I had so many people spoil it yeah, for me. Yeah, I watched the ending too. No, no. See, the ending. It's cool if you know the ending. It's how you get there. That's what matters most. Because it's like you, you're going on basically a massive streak of violence and depravity and like human nature. And then the way it ends is perfect because it just, it cuts you off just like that. And the buildup to it too, like in the seat, like in, oh my God, it's just so, it's so, I don't know. It hits something deep in my soul to where it's like, oh, this is like one of the last good moments or this is, this is like you living your life and in fear and like wondering what's going to happen next. And it's like during the entire course of the show, it's, you know, it's going to end. And I remember when I got to season six, I just had a pit in my stomach the entire, the entire season, but like right at, right at the gate. And it's, it's very strange because you see this, uh, character who just has so much depth, but so many different issues growing up caused by, uh, family members caused by instances from the system itself. And it, there's just so much great commentary on Americana, capitalism, uh, class warfare, uh, the effects that, um, leading like a, a very, uh, a very degenerate lifestyle can have on your family members and the toll it takes on them and how they can grow up. And you see the, you see Tony's children go grow up from like being in like middle school to being in like college over the course of six seasons. And then you see the toll that it takes on them. And it's not even about Tony Soprano himself. It's about like the world itself and everyone in it. And every single action carries over into the next episode and fall in seasons later. You can just see the psychological impact that it takes on every single person. And I could go on about this show for like an hour, but I'm not going to, but I am really glad that I finally decided to watch the show. So yeah, watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, it's on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have yeah. it, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, do you have anything that you've watched recently? Uh... I'm still trying to get through Serial Experiments Lane. I keep dropping it for some reason. I I don't know. I'm just not in the mood for it, it seems. Is that uh, like a show or a film? Or? Oh, it's, a, it's, another, it's a 1998 anime, I think. Hmm. And it's just about... I think it's only 12 or 13 episodes. I just haven't sat down and finished it. But it's one of those early shows. I was addressing the... What we know now is like the... Uh, the gap between your online persona and your real life persona and it explores those themes of like duality and how you feel split. And I think it's like a pseudo body horror where that line gets blurred for the central character throughout the course of the show. Yeah. And about how yeah, technology's effect on the human psyche and the collective psyche. It's pretty good. Hmm. What about you, Richie? Um, let's see. In terms of sh- shows or film, I did watch uh, that new movie called Run with Sarah Paulson. 
the uh, Ani- I think it's Anish Chaganti film, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she plays like these obsessive obsessive mother who is um, like she kind of grounds her like child who's like wheelchair bound, and she can't go anywhere. Um, it's from the same director from Searching. If you guys ever seen that film with John Cho, I remember Patrick. We went to see that film like a couple of years ago. Do you remember seeing Searching, the one where uh, that's the one with like the internet. Yeah. Person. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. You scared me, Richie. We <laughs> said a couple of years. I was like, Richie, I was, I was like, still like, we're back in college. And we just met for the first time. I was like, we went saw a couple movies together. But no, I, I distinctly remember that one now. What the, yeah, that was a good one. No. Yeah. Uh, so it's from the same director from Searching. I need to freaking look up his name. But um, yeah, I like the fact that this director, he's always. Um, very inclusive when it comes to representation, especially for um, someone who, uh, yeah, so Anish Shiganti, yeah. So, especially um, a casting an actress who actually is wheelchair bound in real life to have her play this role where <laughs> she's really held against her will by um, her own mother. And um, I thought it was a really good thriller, very Hitchcockian. Um, I didn't think it was as good as his feature film debut, Searching. Um, and yeah, and I, what, what I liked about Searching was that when it, I think it, when it started playing at those film festivals at the time in 2018, it was like the only like big studio, I wouldn't say big studio, but like it was the only studio film that had like an Asian American lead in like however many years, I forgot how many years it was, but um, that was really surprising to me because I'm just like, dang, really? Like how, how long has the film industry been around? And uh, we don't really get that nowadays, uh, to have John Cho, like, be a lead of a film. And, uh, and that film was really, really good. Uh, I would recommend watching Searching, if, if you guys haven't seen it. Like, there's something that seems like a very mundane concept of, like, just having the perspective of an internet screen and a laptop. Just using that and be, still being able to, like, tug on your heartstrings. Uh, I think that film did a great job. And, and John Cho just having to act mostly like almost by himself throughout the f- whole film being able to carry that uh weight that emotional weight i thought uh yeah did a great job so check out uh anish chaganti's uh searching and run so yeah that was the first that was the first film we went and saw together yeah that yeah. was it yeah wow and yeah it's a desktop only the whole film yeah i remember and then, that and then i think throughout like we were kind of like hinting oh, to each we other. We were like, it. We were, we were trying to solve the movie while we were it was both happening. Wrong? I think so. <laughs> we were like, "Dang, is that is that a clue?" Or like, "What's what's going on?" And uh, yeah, we're being a holes in the theory. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I was surprisingly when I came out walking out of it, like we had a really good conversation about it, and um, yeah, it turned out I liked it way better than I thought I would, considering like the concept of the film. So yeah. Uh, Run is on Hulu and I just recently got a subscription so thought it was really worth it um, yeah okay pardon the interruption so uh, Ashley was our guest and she actually had to leave but um, this is Actually, our 
extended bonus content anyway. So Ashley was actually able to join us and doing, um, I guess, what we call like after dark episode. So yeah, so we are pretty much finishing up our thoughts on what we've been watching recently and, you know, kind of watching The Sopranos and Patrick, you're watching the serial Experiments Lanes of 90s Experiments Lanes And Mr. Robot Mr. Robot and I was watching uh, Run on Hulu Um, So yeah, that's uh, our extended episode Let us know if you actually like it And if we should add this into um, our segments in the future If you enjoy this content, we'll definitely add more of that Um, But besides that, yeah, I'm Richie and I'm signing off and uh, this is Kevin, and uh, thanks for listening. This is Patrick, and look forward to our coming episode. And this is Tyler. Thanks for listening, and make sure you check out our future episodes because we got some some heaters coming at you guys. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> All right, uh, everyone, take care and uh, enjoy your week.